Welcome to On the Spot with Melinda Garvey, the On the Dot interview series where we sit down with some of the most intriguing and interesting women to watch featured in our daily email newsletter and podcast, Four Minutes with On the Dot. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode of On the Spot, now available every Thursday on your favorite podcast streaming services. Today, I'm sitting down with the incredible Brooke Wapsh, co-founder and CEO of Swooby, a new mobile dating app that connects single people to go on a date volunteering for a nonprofit. Without further ado, let's start the show. Welcome to On The Spot. I am your host, Melinda Garvey, the founder of On The Dot. And our mission is to lead women to success by seeing the paths of other incredible women, other relatable role models. And I think that just being able to hear about another woman's journey really gives other women that confidence and that knowing and that feeling that, hey, you know what? She's like me. I could do that too. So I'm super excited to have today's guest. Her name is Brooke Wapsh. And she is the co-founder and CEO of Swooby. And we're going to talk about that because it is a super cool new dating app. And she's going to tell us all about that. Welcome, Brooke. We're really excited to have you today. Thank you so much. I am very excited and also humbled to be a part of this. Well, thanks for being here and sharing your story. So I always like to start by going back because I think that sometimes, you know, what we all see on social media, right, is like, oh, they're doing this. You're like, how did they get there? And sometimes it seems, oh, well, she must have had this background in this and she must have had all these things, all these stars aligned. And what we realized hearing the story and the journey is like, no, pretty much no one's stars are ever aligned. And the journeys are zigzaggy and it's really helpful to sort of see. So I'd love for you just to go back and talk about just even just growing up in your childhood and what formed you into who you are today. Yeah, it's funny that you say that because when people ask me about my story or my past, I don't feel like I have this glamorous story to tell. And it's really, you know, I think like everybody else, I've seen many challenges at different stages in my life from when I was younger through my professional life. And I think what really makes me, me and my story is my ongoing tenacity and pushing through things. I found early on that even when I was faced with challenges, some were health related, some were financial related, that if I just kept the long you know, vision and goal in mind and was dedicated to moving forward, that things kept happening. No, that's awesome. Well, and I love what you say about like the long vision, the long view of things, because I think that that's probably one of the most challenging, especially in a world where everything is immediate right? It's immediate gratification. And we see all this stuff and we see what we think is overnight success. And I think it makes it harder and harder to hold on and really look down the road and realize like, oh boy, well, that took her 10 years to get there, but we don't see that part. How do you kind of mentally train yourself to to do that? Once you really allow yourself to see your full potential and see what you can actually do, then you start really realizing that you can have an impact and an influence on your own journey. And so, you know, this started when I was in high school, I had a lot of health problems and I actually missed a ton of school to where I was going to be graduating late. And I was given the opportunity to, you know, be in a self-paced program, make up some school. And where I was feeling really defeated, I just locked in and I ended up graduating high school early. And it was a really interesting thing because, you know, here I was faced with the 
this situation where I really at a lot of points felt like I had no control over it at all. But I just said, you know what, let me see what I can do. And I'm going to give it my all. And that was the first really huge accomplishment that I felt. Then going into college, I didn't have money for college. And so that was another thing that I was looking at. Okay, can I go to college? How do people do this if you don't have money? And I took on jobs. I, you know, wrote in for scholarships. I actually didn't get any scholarships. It was really daunting, but I took on a work-study program and I took out some financing and I ended up putting myself through college. And again, I did it in three and a half years. And so that was another huge accomplishment that once I hit that milestone, I realized, you know, I can do this again. And leaving college, I didn't have any connections. I didn't have somebody who was going to give me a job. And so I, you know, started looking for internships and I started small and making connections and working during summers. And, you know, it all just kind of went from there. And I think that it was really overall motivating to me seeing that I could really do these things when I allowed myself to. Right. Well, and I think that the great message is that you have to take the step because you'll never know if you don't try. And there might be failures along the way and bumps in the road, but more often than not, you find those little successes along the way that keep propelling you and showing you that you have it in you to do it rather than just feeling completely defeated. So that's awesome. So let's talk about Swooby. I think this is just such a super cool day. I mean, I, I will say, thank goodness I am not in the market today and don't want to be because I look around and I see friends and colleagues and people and it is a challenging dating world out there. It is a bizarre dating world, right? I mean, do people even really date anymore? And, you know, I just think with all that, you know, what you're doing is super clever. So tell us a little bit about Swooby and the premise behind it. So Swooby is a new Austin-based app right now. We hope to expand. And we connect single people to go volunteer together at a nonprofit as a date. And I also am not single. Thankfully, I am also not needing to deal with these apps. They are very interesting, but I have enough single friends and family to where I've heard some very interesting stories about them. And, you know, it's something where five years ago, online, maybe a little bit more than five years ago, but a handful of years ago, online dating apps were newer and not something that everybody would even talk about that they were trying out. Today, though, I mean, it's such a technology-driven world. We need the ease and convenience of apps to go meet people. It just gives you better chances to go out without feeling like you have to go put yourself, you know, in these social situations all the time just to hope that you'll meet someone. So I really do believe in it. The interesting thing when starting to look at the dating industry is as it's grown, the way that people are using it, it is dehumanizing our interactions. And... There was actually a movie that came out last year called The Dating Project. I would encourage people to watch it. It was very interesting, but it was a college professor who talked to, you know, 300 students and asked them, have you ever asked someone on a date? And nobody had. It was crickets. And it's, yeah. it blew my mind that now this is the world that we live in that has totally changed to where people are having a hard time establishing meaningful relationships and having meaningful interactions. Right. And when you look at volunteering, it was a beautiful thing that we were able to bring together with Swoovy because nonprofits are dying to get more volunteers. And the majority of adult Americans would say, you know, yeah, I want to go volunteer but only one in four of those people actually do. And, you know, I fall into that bucket. 
life happens where we are all busy. And when you do get two hours on a Saturday, it's extremely difficult to figure out, okay, where do I go volunteer? What organizations are out there? Do they have the right time slot for me? So, you know, by doing this, it's a great way to get people to connect in an environment that's a group setting, really get to know somebody and also fuel that volunteerism that nonprofits really, really need. That's amazing. And do something that you love. You know, if you love cycling, go and join a cycling thing. Do do the things that you love and you'll meet those people that are like-minded and, you know, same values or, you know, and I think that that's, you know, what's interesting about this is you can meet some of those people that are like-minded in a more casual setting. But I'm interested in like the, getting back to this. I was at an event recently and we did all these breakout sessions and one of them was called The Lost Art of Friendship. And they actually asked me to sort of lead that and moderate it. And I was kind of like, for me... It's such an important thing. It's something that I really work at in these relationships and friendships, you know, but some of the younger people talking about exactly what you referenced, that the kind of deep relationships, even on a friendship level, yeah. don't exist because they don't know how to do it. They don't know how to really have a one-on-one -on -one connection where you really can go deep and you really talk to people. It was just a really fascinating conversation and kind of sad. And even a guy was talking about, he was in tech and he was talking about virtual reality. And he goes, yeah, pretty soon we'll all be able to put those goggles on and we can give each other like virtual hugs. And I go, what? Wait a minute. You know, so we hope that day doesn't come to that, right? like it's getting close though in these apps a lot of people do say that they get stuck in this you know chat vortex where they're talking to people for weeks on end just through chat and then they get together for that weird awkward interview you know coffee interview style date and they realize within 30 seconds there was no connection and it's just if you can get people out there is a way that we interact and that we react to each other with your voices and your mannerism. And it's more than a picture and it's more than a chat. And so, yeah, I feel very strongly about getting people out and connecting. Do you actually pick somebody that you want to go on a volunteer outing with? Is that sort of how it works? Or is it just like you sign up as a group? Right now, so we present you potential matches, no different than any other dating app, and you can choose an event together and talk back and forth about what you might want to do, or we have a whole calendar of events where you can see other people who have said, I'm interested in that event. So we're really trying to encourage people to connect through shared interests. But yes, you do invite somebody to go as a pair and say, hey, I'm also interested in this event. Do you want to go together? The pressure is less because these are all already scheduled things and we're really promoting just people getting together. We are looking to do some group events and we've posted some of those to our Facebook to see, you know, do people want these singles groups events? But so far, people really do want to match. They want to pair up and like the fact that this takes some of that anxiety off of trying to figure out what do we do together? You just go, just go and at the end of the day, you know, most of the time, it's not going to be a hole in one on that first date. But in this case, you feel satisfied with your time spent because you did something good. Right. Interesting. Do you find research for this app, which I assume you talk to a lot of people, but I'd be curious, you know, when you're talking to women, you know, we talk a lot in business about this confidence gap, right? And that is really holding women back. And I'm curious on the personal side, if that translates over, you know, if they're feeling that lack of confidence. 
Absolutely. I mean, there's nothing worse than knowing that someone's going to swipe past you. Honestly, the worst thing ever. And there are plenty of studies now that are showing that it causes depression. And, you know, women and men as well, but women definitely are, you know, they're showing up to these dates and in the back of your head, you're wondering, okay, they're judging me and they're going to get up and go home or whatever. And then are they just going to swipe onto the next person and see if there was a better option? And so, I mean, that's horrible. We've had a really positive response from women because it is more than a picture. And you know what? They want a better quality man as well or female partner. And it's like, if someone is going to take the steps to show up to a volunteer event, you got to think that you weeded out some of the ones that, you know, maybe we're just going to swipe. Right. No, for sure. And do you find on the app, I am assuming that women are more confident doing that on an app like this, even more confident, maybe inviting someone to go to a volunteer project? Yeah, I think so. I mean, because it breaks the ice a little bit, right? So it's not, hey, how are you doing? Uh, Coming up with that first line, it's, hey, there's this, you know, Keep Awesome Beautiful event this Saturday. Do you want to go with me? And it opens up this conversation. You can start talking about, have you done these things in the past? Do you normally like outdoors? And so, yes, it gives people confidence to reach out and connect. Oh, that's awesome. Let's talk about sort of the business side of a startup. (laughs) Uh, Are you currently raising money? Yes, we are. So I'd love just to talk a little bit about that because, of course, we read so much about how challenging it is for women and how we get fewer dollars to get our businesses funded, yet, you know, we're still starting businesses at such a high rate. So I'd love for you just to talk about your experience raising money and sort of, you know, what those challenges have been for you. It's hard. And I think what's especially hard with a startup is that very first investment, right? Because down the road, once you have results, there are a lot of funds available for that. And so really early on, finding angel investors who, frankly, they have to be confident in you and your thought process and the way that you will manage a business and grow a business and drive acquisition for that business. And so it is difficult. I have been in meetings where I can tell that there's zero respect for a woman leader of a business. And it's, it's just really obvious and sad. But I've also been in a lot of other conversations that people are really blown away by what we're doing and extremely impressed and willing to get behind it. I think that being okay and not letting yourself lose confidence in some of the situations where people are going to try to knock you down is really important because there are a lot of no's and this goes with any sales, you know, any salesperson would tell you that, but especially with fundraising, there's a lot of no's or, you know, show me what you can do. And I'll tell you, I mean, I've been super scrappy with Swoovy and it's out there and people know about it. And so I am showing them what we can do. And if that's taking me stapling little cards onto kind bars and handing them out at walks so people know about what we're doing, then that's what I'll do. Let's talk a little bit about role models, because of course, that's what, you know, on the dot is all about providing role models and your role model to others. You know, have you had other women or other role models that you've sort of looked to and followed for inspiration? Yes, I think that, you know, in different aspects of my life, my mother has always been someone that I look up to in a completely different world. You know, she was a teacher, but I've always looked up to her because no matter what, she always kept going and she was faced with breast cancer and then she was faced with a brain tumor and continued to inspire children all around her through teaching and really never give up. And so that to me was something that always, you know, hold in my mind, you know, There are various mountains that people face, right? Right. One could be a brain tumor. One could be trying to start a business. 
and it's just the way that you look at it and, you know, push through. And so that's, that's really been an inspiration to me my whole life. Oh, that's awesome. So I would love as we're kind of closing for you to leave us with, with two pieces of advice. So I'd love for you to, do you have any dating advice from all your experience out there? And then also a piece of business advice, something that maybe you always follow or something you always stick to. I mean, I think from a dating standpoint, I've met with life coaches and dating coaches and gotten their perspective on things and obviously interviewed a lot of people using dating apps. And I think that, you know, I would just encourage people to stay authentic to yourself and have that confidence to not settle or, you know, deal with anything less than what will fulfill you as a person. And whether that's through a dating app or offline, you know, there should be no difference. And how about in business? You know, there's two things that I see in business. I, especially with women, I see people fall into a victim mentality a lot. And that is something that I think you need to be self-aware of. And yes, you know, women are not treated equally in a lot of instances, but don't let that force you into a victim mentality. Use that to just fuel you to demonstrate what you can do as a person. And then the other thing is, I'm really, really big on looking at things in a way where you're not just checking the box. So yes, we can do a good job and you can fulfill your requirements somewhere, but really see what else you can do. Not just check that box, but really what is your full potential and what will result from that? And I think people will be really surprised. Oh, I love that advice. Yeah, stretching for that full potential. And I do think that often, you know, if women have been knocked down at all, they don't strive for that, or they think their full potential is limited by whatever happened, whatever that circumstance was. So that's great advice to keep pushing for that. Swizzy is now just available in Austin, but you have plans to take it bigger. Yes. So we will, you know, obviously be watching and making sure that we're keeping track of where you are and how you're growing and wish you all the best of luck. It's a really great concept and I'm sure, you know, our listeners will love to check it out. Well, thanks for being with us today. We sure appreciate it. We'll keep in touch. Sounds good. Thank you. Looking for more inspiration, advice, and direction? Subscribe to our free daily email newsletter and podcast, Four Minutes with On The Dot, where we provide you with the tools and motivation you need to get out there and be the badass you are meant to be. Tune into next week's episode in honor of International Women's Day when we sit down with Sheila Ronning, founder of Women in the Boardroom, an organization committing to getting more women into board seats. We're focused on your success. So let us know what you think by chatting with us at On The Dot Woman on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We'd love to hear your voice. 